It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, good evening, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. I want to start by a little story. I have a young cousin of mine who is madly in love with this girlfriend of his. He's 21, she's 19. And uh, we were having lunch the other day and she asked me this question. She said, what is the difference between a man at 21 and a man at 50? Right? That was the question she asked me. And I said, the real difference emotionally is the stability. I think at 21, we are agitated by all the hormones. We are excited by the novelty of everything. And at 50, we're still as happy and in joie de vivre. At least I feel like this. But we know life better. So we don't have the same, I would say, instability. That's, that's my definition of the last 30 years. Evolution. Really, that's the word. Anyway, if you have a question for me, call me, 855-905-8255. If you need my insight on your relationship, just call me, 855-905-8255. Marissa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Marissa. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you? I've been with my boyfriend for a long time. But, you know, it really feels like we've gone into a rut. You know, it's very routine. And I think there's still love there, but the spark has died out. So it's like, do we try to reignite the fire? Is it time to call it quits? Like, I don't know what what mm-hmm. to do right now. I'm very conflicted. I see. When you said the spark, you mean, are you talking about the ooh-la-la? Are you talking about the... Yeah. Oh. That and just like the little intimate things like holding hands, cuddling. Like, it's really not there anymore like it used to be. Yes, and well, that's that happens to a lot of people. Marissa, let me ask you this first. Um, do you miss it? I do miss it, and I feel like I don't know how to bring it up without... I don't want to insult him, like maybe him thinking that like he's doing something wrong. It's just a very touchy subject. Okay, when you guys become romantic, what happened? Is that robotic? Is that you feel like you're out of touch? You feel like you're two strangers? It, it it does feel very robotic. When you said that, that's what it kind of, it, it feels very robotic. Okay, then here's the tough question. Why do you let it happen if it becomes robotic? Why don't you stop and say, we got to talk about this. We are losing the passion. We're losing the attraction. We're losing the spontaneity. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just because it just seems easier to just go with it, you know, let it happen instead of, have the conversation. Okay, I totally understand that. So here's what I would like you to do. Next time you guys have a situation like this, you, you stop in the middle, but you don't attack him. You say, I think we, we got to talk. And you open the conversation for both of you to find solutions, not just he's guilty for what's happening or you're guilty for what's happening, but why don't we just talk together about what happened to us? We don't hold hands anymore. We don't do things oh. romantic. Everything becomes robotic. I'm 50% of the reason, you're the other 50. Now, let's talk about it and let's go out on a date. And let's create adventurous moment for us. Okay, okay. I feel like I can do that. It's the only way. Because we're all afraid of rejection. So the reason we don't say it out loud is because we feel, oh, it's better yeah. to have a routine than confront the problem and maybe he's going to be mad or she's going to be mad and reject me. But life is too short to be in a passionless, motionless, robotic relationship. Okay, I'm going to do it. All I'm right, Marissa. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Good luck to you and call me back if you need more help. But I think that conversation will allow the both of your relationship to go back in the wild waters of love and passion. 
All right. Thank you. All right, Marisa. Good luck and bonsoir. Unspoken. I want to talk to you a little more about what does it mean in a relationship. That's next. Have you ever heard the word unspoken when it comes to relationship? Unspoken. What we want to say, but we don't. It's things that, you know, like somebody hurts your feelings And then for years and years and years, you may keep that for yourself, but there is an unspoken between you and your partner. And the problem of an unspoken, it would be like a toxic element that just enters the relationship and is growing bigger and bigger and bigger until it destroys the relationship. It's a little stone of, of hate, really. That's usually what it is. It's like something that needs to be talked about. And I really want you to remember this. It's a great piece of advice my own shrink gave me. Unspokens destroy relationships. Let me share with you next what happens if you don't address an unspoken personal story and true story. Next. I'm going to confess a story personal that happened about an unspoken, something me and my girlfriend at the time never spoke about that destroyed the relationship. The unspoken was, from the get-go, she wanted kids, I didn't want kids. But for some neurotic reason, we never at the beginning, because we were so attracted to each other, talked about it. Because we had so much fun. But what happened with that unspoken is that a year and a half into it, she said to me, hey, uh, we never really talked about this, but you know, I, wouldn't, I can't stay in a relationship if we're not going to have kids. Well, we were in love by then, and we both end up heartbroken. So the lesson of this is don't do like me, do better than me. Don't leave any unspoken grow. When they grow, we lose and the relationship fails. You call that next. There'll be no unspoken on the next call. 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Jackie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jackie. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you? Um, so I'm having a problem with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, he's he's amazing. We've been together for about two years now. But he does this thing that drives me crazy where he actually checks out other women when we're together. I see. And, I, I mean, I think it's subconscious. I'm not, like, worried that he's cheating on me or anything like that. But it just makes me feel self-conscious. And I don't know what to do about it. Like, I think I would like to bring it up to him and to try to get him to stop. But I don't really know how to go about it. So, Jackie, just describe when you say you believe he's checking out other women. Exactly how does he do it? And is that very obvious? So tell me how he does it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very obvious. It's like, you know, like sort of a glance up and down. Oh, like that. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's probably self-conscious, but like, you know, the other woman notices, I notice, and it, it just makes me feel bad. Okay. And uh, why do you let that happen? I'm not trying to let it happen. <laughs> well, if you haven't talked to him about it yet, uh, there's a side of you that is oh, afraid. Oh, why haven't I talked to him about it? Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't want to like make more of a big deal about it than it already is. And like, I don't even know if I do talk to him about it, if he would even stop. Then if he wouldn't stop, why would you want to stay with a man that is so rude to you? I don't think he's doing it to be rude. I think, you know, he appreciates the female form, which is, great and that, you know that's why we're together <laughs> but I, I, I don't think he's doing it with that intent you know that's where you're wrong 
because I am a man. Oh. And uh, listen, listen very carefully. When a man is doing what you said he's doing, which means checking up and down, you know, the shape of a woman body, we don't do it innocently. We do it with a desire. Something goes straight to his mind, and that's ooh-la-la that he's thinking about. Yeah. Okay? So, uh, sorry for the bad news, but I want to protect you and not you. For yeah. being th- oh, it's innocent. This is not innocent at all. It has to stop. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so please, next time it happens, said, what are you looking at? This is unacceptable. And he said, oh, I'm doing nothing wrong. He said, no, 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 no. Don't give me that line. Stop now. Okay? Yeah. It's a bit like yes. you checking out every man up and down and then see if he likes it. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> okay? <Yeah. laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, sometimes you got to set a stop sign, you know, that red sign. Stop. All right, Jackie, good luck to you. Be strong, be firm. He's going to learn quickly how to change his behavior, that's one. Okay, thank you so much. You're most welcome. Good luck to you. Have a good night. You know, I really want to talk a little more with you about where is the line, the line of respect. That's next. Have you ever heard of the expression, it's okay to look but not to touch? That's a bad expression because it allows what Jackie just described, like her boyfriend looking women up and down in front of her and making her feel bad, and then maybe she thinks it's okay. So I told her it's not okay because, yes, we can look at everybody. That's all right. But the line of respect is how we look at each other. I mean, listen, whether I'm in a relationship or whether I'm single, I'm walking up and down to the studio. I see women in the street. I see everybody. I'm looking. That's okay. I'm not looking up and down. I'm just, it, you're looking. Everybody's looking at all the time. But the line of respect is the way we look. And when men look at women up and down, they objectify the women. And that you cannot accept. And on that note, I'm going to tell you a story. That's next. Years ago, when I was a bit wild and savage, <laughs> I dated this girl I was really much into. She was into me. We, were, we had a great relationship. We went out to a bar and some, you know, dummy came by, must have been drinking too much, checked my uh, girlfriend's beauty and look and all that. And then I could see he was staring at, you know, the upper part and the lower part. And you know what I mean? So I told him, what are you looking at? And he said, not at you. And I said, Really? And I had to push him away and violently, which is not the right thing to do. But why I did it? Because I know as a man that there is a way to look at a woman as a person, as a friend, and even admire her beauty. And there's a way to look at staring at a woman that objectify her and is disrespectful and vulgar. And that's not going to go well with me. And it should not go well with anybody. We have to show respect. So don't do like me. I mean, don't be violent. Now I would address this with words. Back then I was wild and savage, but that's a long time ago. You call the next 855-905-8255. You have a love story you want to share. Just call me, 855-905-8255. Zoe, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Oh. Hi. Hi, bonjour, Zoe. You have a romantic story you said you wanted to share with us tonight. Yeah, so like the first time I ever heard a guy tell me, I love you, Zoe, was my the end of my freshman year of college. And it was pretty amazing because this guy and I, we had two classes together. And we became like best friends and we helped each other. We talked about our dating lives. Like 
we were always hanging out, but we never dated. And deep inside, I was like, why aren't we dating? But then it was like we were friends and we were freshmen, Mm -hmm. like just figuring it out. And the whole year we spent all of our study time together and like set each other up with people. And I was in love with him the entire time. And he ended up having to transfer because he played baseball Mm -hmm. for a scholarship. And the day, the last day of school, I'm packing up and he's like, I love you, Zoe. And he kissed me and I never saw or talked to him again. But it was just like so nice because I had been feeling it the entire time. And I think he was too. We just didn't want to ruin an incredible friendship, you know? I like that. You know, it's it's something that uh, is inspiring because I'm glad he said it, uh, even though, you know, maybe he was nervous. But there is something for the universe. You know, I believe in the universe. And so I feel like when the universe have two people, even if it's the last day of school, the last day of college, the last day at work, it's always good to say it. I love you. It's it, You send some wonderful vibes inside the universe of love. And that's good karma. Yeah, and it's like so funny whenever I tell that story. I know I never saw him again, Simon, but I just feel loved because I know that he did. And you're so right. It just puts the vibes out there. Because whenever I tell it, I just feel the love. Like, yeah. it's See? true. Listen, when it's out in the universe, it stays in the universe forever. That's what I believe. So I'm so glad to hear this story. See how the universe put this story again and alive. So I'm glad you called me. Thank you for sharing and have a good night. Thank you. Au revoir, Simon. Thank you for what you do. It's just, God, I'm so touched right now. Like, seriously. Bye. Thank you, Zoe. Bye-bye. On a completely different note, I just got a Facebook message about whether we should ask permission or not before we date a certain person. Find out who next. If you can't call me and you have a question, remember, you can always send me a Facebook message at The Rendezvous Show. Trish, what's going on with Rachel? All right, so this Facebook message comes from Rachel that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Rachel. I have a crush on my friend's dad. He's single and super attractive, and the age difference is pretty big, about 18 years. And there's something about him that makes me feel butterflies in my stomach. And I'm pretty sure he's into me, too. We flirt every time we see each other, but I know he'll never make a move because of the situation. So the only way anything will happen is if I pursue him, which I'm totally okay with doing. But do I need to ask my friend's permission first? Hmm, Rachel, should you ask your friend's permission before trying to date her dad? I'll tell you what to do next. So this is a question for you. If one of your parents is single, let's say your dad, and one of your girlfriend, also single, wants to date your dad because they're both single and have attraction, do you think or do you expect your girlfriend to ask for your permission before to reach out to your dad or not? So, Rachel, to answer your question, the right thing to do is to go through your girlfriend, tell her you're really attracted to her single dad, and you would like to give a chance to true love. And that's the right way to do So ask permission. Hopefully she says yes and be happy for you. And then you can start talking to her dad. Good luck to you. And thank you so much for reaching out to me through my Facebook at The Rendezvous Show. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, something you're unsure of and need my advice, just call me 855-905-8255. Lorraine, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lorraine. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? 
So I'm in a, partic- <laughs> a predicament. Um, I've been seeing this guy for a couple months. Um, I, I knew when we got together that he was married. Um, it sounds bad, but he was telling me that he's going through a divorce and, you know, that they're going to be separated soon. And, and we've had a lot of really great connecting moments. Like we're very passionate with each other and very romantic. And I like him a lot, Mm -hmm. but recently he just told me that his wife wants to try counseling. Um, they have a kid together, so he wants to try counseling mm-hmm. just to so when they separate that it doesn't end badly. I, I don't know. The whole thing has just gotten really complicated, and I, I guess my relationship question is should I stick it out because I really like this guy and I could see a future with him, or should I just move on because there's too much baggage? That's a good question. I mean, what do you think, honestly, your chances of him sticking with you and and not you know going back with his wife or or you know giving a true chance to you guys developing something serious together well when we're together it seems like it's going to be super serious and we talk about a future together and we talk about traveling but if they're trying counseling i don't know if it's because he's just dragging it out and he's scared to go through the divorce i mean i know he loves her Mm -hmm. it just makes it a little bit more hard for me i totally understand um, families, when there's kids and there's, and all of that, it's like the, the nuclear of, of, of center of the of the world. So my fear is that you will be, you know, in the middle of something that you have no control over. So my advice to you is have a frank conversation with him and maybe think about another kind of relationship when the person is totally free. It has no boundaries to an ex-wife or to future ex-wife and just take your chance. And... Make that decision not right there tonight, but in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, once you've seen the signs, okay? Okay. I like it. Thank you. Um, I think some space would, will help me make a decision. Definitely. A little distance in space and taking your time. No rush, but make a decision that is good for you, not good for him. Good for you first. Thank you, Simon. All right, Lauren. Thank you so much for calling and have a good night. You too. More Rendezvous next. I have a question for you. If you're in a relationship, are you and your partner on the same page when it comes to marriage? I ask you this because a lot of people start a relationship and then realize later on, oh, we're not on the same page about marriage. Some want to get married. Some don't care about getting married. Some even has timing about getting married one year, two years together. So I put that poll on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. And guess what? 50% of you said, yes, we're on the same page when it comes to marriage, but 50% also said no. That's how big is the difference when it comes to marriage among new couple. That is fascinating. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks a lot for listening and have a good night. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.